Matthew 14. If you want to turn and read along. Matthew 14, starting in verse 13. This is a good, a good story. There are some... There are some of these passages that we read that are that are simple, that just have such a simple meaning. I think sometimes, you know, I, I try too hard. Sometimes I'm I'm looking too hard, especially if it's a text that maybe I've read a bunch of times that that maybe I just miss what's simply there. I'm I'm looking at words and looking at that word and looking at this phrase and looking at that phrase instead of just trying to see the text for what it is, and maybe others of you are guilty of that too, uh, but, but definitely I am, and sometimes I just see a text maybe that I've read before and just kind of don't, don't dig in too deep, but just kind of see uh, what's going on there, and, and this is one of those passages, the story of Jesus uh, feeding the 5,000 people. Now, some of you may have read this if you have been uh, following along and are uh, reading through the New Testament in a year, so it may be fresh on your mind. Uh, but we're going to read through the verses. We're going to pray, and then we will jump in. Father God, we come to you tonight, and I pray that you would help us to get something from your word. God, I pray that you would always help us to get something from your word when we read it, dear Lord. We want to dig in, and we want to get the deep stuff, and we want to get it right. But dear Lord, we also just want to read it and, and understand the simplicity of it sometimes, God. Sometimes your word is just simple in what it says, and we don't need to, to, to look too hard into it, God. So I pray that you would help, help us if we do that. Dear Lord, I know I do, and maybe there are others that do. So help us just when we read your word, just to, to let it speak to us, dear Lord. Let the Holy Spirit just reveal the truth there. And if it's something simple, God, just let us accept it. It doesn't always have to be a complex truth. But God, I pray that you just in these few minutes that you just speak through me, speak to each one that's here. I thank you for the ones who have come tonight, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would just would use your words to touch our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Now, these verses take place just after uh, John had been beheaded. John the Baptist had come before Jesus to prepare the way for Jesus, just as the prophecies had said, and John was baptizing people, and in the verses before this, John got beheaded. It's a very sad experience, I'm sure, for Jesus and his disciples, as well as for John's disciples. I won't tell you the story, but it's a short story. You can read that uh, when you get home if you, if you want to know the rest of that story. And so, uh, in the light of this bad news, that's what we see uh, where we start off tonight in verse 13. It says, when Jesus heard about it, he withdrew from there by boat to a remote place to be alone. Now, this may seem like a, a natural response. We have all probably been through difficult times in our life. There are times in our life where we need to be around other people. There are times where we need the encouraging word, or we need the hug, or we just need somebody sitting in the room with us, even if they're not saying anything. Sometimes just having somebody there may make all the difference. I think that's important for us to remember. Sometimes we say, well, I, I want to go see somebody, but I don't know what to say. Well, sometimes it's not about what you say. It's just about being there. That's off topic, but it's good advice, I believe. But Jesus heard about uh, uh, John's beheading and, and, and I believe, based on the text here, that Jesus needed some alone time. Probably in the same way that you and I do. There are times that we need to be with other people, but there are also times where we need to be alone. Or we need to go off to ourselves, maybe to pray. 
maybe to weep, maybe just to clear our mind, maybe to go for a walk, whatever it may be. A lot of times when we're really stressed or when we're going through hard times, I think it's natural for all of us to, at some point in time, to say, you know what, I just need a few minutes alone. And I believe, based on the context of what was going on here, uh, of what had just happened, that maybe this is the same uh, heart that Jesus had. He had been through a lot. Jesus was probably tired physically. He was always on the go. He was always healing people. Uh, We see that in the text, that Jesus is constantly about the work. And upon hearing this news of John's beheading, it says Jesus went off to be alone. But then we read a little further. When the crowds heard this, they followed him on foot from the towns. As he stepped ashore, he saw a huge crowd. Now, here's Jesus. He's wanting to go and be alone, but the people are following him in masses. This is a common thing that we see. They've heard of Jesus. They've heard of the miracles. They've heard of the work. They've seen the work. And so no doubt Jesus has got a crowd around him. We understand that. We see uh, famous musicians, rock stars, presidents, famous actors. There's always a large group around them, and they haven't done one single miracle. All they've done is been on a movie or, or said some political statement, and we all run to them as a society. How much more so to Jesus, who said words that actually meant something, that comforted people, sometimes that stepped on their toes, all the while healing people. Even if he wasn't there speaking a word and those at a distance would be healed or those who simply reached out and touched him would be healed. So we understand why the people would flock to Jesus. He went to be alone, but as soon as he got to where he was going, the huge crowds was there. They flocked to him. And Jesus saw the crowds and it says he saw a huge crowd, felt compassion for them and healed their sick. Now, isn't that something? He felt compassion for them. Now, that's not odd for me to to read that Jesus felt compassion for them. But but as I think about it, and maybe I'm reading my own thoughts into this, but as I think about Jesus wanting to go and be alone, and now all of a sudden this huge crowd is there, and he doesn't say, get away. He doesn't say, come back later. He doesn't say, give me some space. I came to be alone. He, He sees them, and he has compassion on them. Now, most of us may not be quite that nice. When we are tired or we want to be alone because we are depressed, we don't want to be around people. And when people come up to us, we may snap on them. We may tell them to go away. We may try to avoid them. I think that's natural for a season. Sometimes we may do that from time to time when we want to be alone, but not Jesus. Jesus didn't do that at all. Instead, he felt compassion for the people. That's a good lesson for us to learn. It's not easy for us to do that, but we need to try to be compassionate toward people, even on our bad days. Yeah, we have them occasionally, but we want to try to be compassionate and loving to people even on those days. And when Jesus saw him, he felt compassion on him, and he healed the sick that had come. And then the story goes on a little further in verse 15. When evening came, the disciples approached him and said, This place is a wilderness, and it's already late. Now, they were in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Matthew's giving us the context of what's going on. They weren't in the middle of the city. They weren't around a lot of stuff. They were in the wilderness. There was nothing there, and it was getting late. It was about to get dark, maybe about the same time it is for us. The sun was probably going down. The disciples realized that, and they knew something had to be done because what happens when it gets late? 
You go home and you eat, right? That's probably what all of us are going to do, or we did it before we come. We either ate before we came, or when we get home, we're going to eat. Because that's what you do when it, gets, when it gets to be dinner time. And the disciples knew that it was getting late. They were in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing for them to eat there or the crowds to eat there. And so they said, well, something's got to be done. So they said, send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Now, this is not an unreasonable request. I don't know what the disciples' motivation was there, but give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they just genuinely cared about the people and wanted to make sure that they had time to go and get food and get prepared and, and eat before it got dark. And the disciples said, look, Jesus, you need, to, you need to send them away. It's getting time. They need to go so they can eat before it gets too late. And Jesus responds very interestingly in verse 16. He says, they don't need to go away, Jesus told them. You give them something to eat. Now, they were probably all staring at each other. Huh? Did you not? Don't you realize, Jesus, we're in the middle of nowhere? There's not a Burger King over here. There's not a Raisin Cane's. There's not a Golden Corral. We're in the wilderness. And of all things, Jesus says, you give them something to eat. Jesus says, they don't need to go. You give them something to eat. In verse 17, but we only have five loaves and two fish here, they said to him. Now, they had a little bit of food, but there were thousands of people who had gathered to see Jesus. There are thousands of people who were there who wanted to see him, who wanted to be healed by him, who wanted to hear him speak and hear him preach. And the disciples said, well, Jesus, we can't feed them. All we have is five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said in verse 18, bring them here to me, he said. Now, I wonder what the disciples were thinking. They probably were wondering, well, what's going on here? What, what, what is about to happen? And Jesus is about to do something amazing. Then he commanded the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate and was filled. Then they picked up twelve baskets full of leftover pieces. Now those who ate were about 5,000 besides women and children. Now would that not have been an amazing moment to be on that, in that spot with Jesus? Would that not have been an amazing moment for the disciples, for Jesus just to keep handing out food and there be food and they keep handing out to the people and it just more and more and more and more. I would say after probably feeding the first couple of hundred, their mouths probably dropped. I don't know what their reaction was. But this is a beautiful story about how God provided for the people, how Jesus took care of the people. The disciples wanted to send them away, but Jesus said, no, I am going to provide for them. Jesus went off to be alone, but even then there were still people there, and when he encountered those who had a need, he met that need. He had compassion on them, and he met that need in a mighty way with a miracle. And we still serve the same Jesus today. Uh, Jesus may not uh, make loaves and fish multiply to feed thousands in front of us. Maybe he will through some miracle. But God does provide for us. Maybe not in that way, but I do believe God provides for us in many ways. Uh, just as Jesus provided food for them to eat, God provides for us to eat. 
uh, we should be very grateful that we have food to eat. It's one of those things that I think it's easy for us to take it for granted because we have food to eat. Every day, we probably, none of us miss a meal unless we don't want to. We've got so much food that sometimes we can just miss a meal because we're full. And that's a, a miracle in and of itself, really, that we have that. But there are others in the world who don't have that. And so we need to be grateful that God has prepared for us and takes care of us. But that should also motivate us to know that, look, Jesus calls us to meet the needs of the ones who don't have. Sure, Jesus could make, could, could make bread and fish rain from the sky if he wanted to to feed the poor. But he doesn't. He calls you and I to meet those needs. He calls you and I to do the work. That's why it's so important when we, when we work to help people in any kind of mission capacity, any way that we send money to help those in need, no matter where they may be or what the need may be, uh, not just sending money, but when we go, when we do, whatever it may be, we are being the hands and the feet of Jesus. We are the ones who are helping to feed those who are poor and needy, and they see Jesus in us. And just as Jesus provided for his people then, he provides for us now, and he calls us to provide to those that we encounter who have a need, and we need to be faithful to do that. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for this beautiful story. And God, I pray that you just would be with us. Maybe there are times in our life where we just got a lot on us. Maybe we've lost a friend or a relative, dear Lord, and we need some alone time. God, I pray that if there are some here that just need to be alone, that you would help them to to get that uh, time when the time comes, dear Lord. I also pray that you help us just to be patient with one another. Dear Lord, maybe there are times that we're not. And God, we don't want to make a habit of, of, of doing that. So help us just to be patient uh, when, we, when we're not having a good day, dear Lord. Help us to learn from your example. God, give us the strength to do that, to be compassionate to people and just to love on people. God, we may not can work miracles in the same way that Jesus did, but God, we can love on people and we can help meet their needs and take care of them. And so God, help us to be found faithful to do that. Help us, help us to encounter needs. God, put those needs in our path and help us to know, let the Holy Spirit convict us to know what those needs are that need to be met so that we can help meet those needs, dear Lord, as individuals and as a church, God, that we would be about your mission. God, we do thank you. We are, we are blessed and we thank you for blessing us. But help us not to, to, to forget, dear Lord, how blessed we are. Help us not to take it for granted. And dear Lord, we, we, we praise you for taking care of us, but God, it can't stop there. We have work to do, and, and you've called us to, to carry out this work to take care of others. So help us to do that, dear Lord. Help us to be found faithful doing that as a church. And uh, God, so that people can see Jesus, so that people uh, can see the love of Jesus, so that they can know, dear Lord, that you have provided. God, that we don't boast about what we do, but when we encounter those that we are able to help, dear Lord, it's because of you, and it's because you have provided, God. So help us to make sure that that's the message that we relay, not just meeting the physical needs, but God, letting them know that it's not us that did it, but it's you that did the work, and you are the one that provided. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.